It's Jim, it's the World of Bonds. It's Thursday, the 27th of January, 2022. Um, this is for professional investors only. It's never ever investment advice. The world's reeling overnight from the open letter sent from Morrissey to Johnny Marr, his former Smith's colleague, kind of put the Fed last night and its hawkish rate rhetoric in the shade somewhat. So we'll have to come on to the Fed later. But to recap on that open letter, um, from Morrissey to Marr, it basically asked Marr to leave him alone in press interviews and opened up all of the, the bad vibes that have existed between the two of them over the 35 years now since the Smiths split up. Um, it's worth reading in full, of course, but you know one quote that struck me is this. You found me inspirational enough to make music with me for six years. If I was, as you claim, such an eyesore monster, where exactly did this leave you? Kidnapped, mute, chained, abducted by cross-eyed extraterrestrials? It was you who played guitar on Golden Lights, not me. And to remind people who aren't as familiar with the Smiths as some, uh, Golden Lights was a, a kind of a rarity B-side, a cover version of a NAF 60s song that Johnny Marr says he al always hated and brings up time and time again as one of the reasons that it was kind of good that Smith split up. Anyway, lot to digest. We'll have to come back to that in a bit more detail later in the week, but worth a read, that Morrissey to Marr letter. Meanwhile, we had the FOMC announcements yesterday. The announcements themselves were, were fairly benign. Obviously, no rate hike. Um, we knew that quantitative easing is going to come to an end in March. But as always in these things, it was Jay Powell's press conference afterwards that um, set markets running. And they, they moved aggressively, especially in short-dated US Treasury bonds, where the two-year bond uh, was up 14 basis points, um, up to 1.2%. So, you know, highest in, in a long time now and moves uh, across the yield curve but with this flattening yield curve bias we've seen of late so the 10-year US Treasury up to 1.84% long end outperforming and remember that um, an inverting yield curve can be seen as something to worry about in terms of future recessions it's actually only when the yield curve fully inverts that you're guaranteed a recession uh, but that twos tens the, the difference in yield the upward sloping yield between two year yields at 1.2 and 10-year yields at 1.84 is now at you know 64 basis points it's been above 70 basis points uh, until recently so that's coming down um, quite aggressively still a long way from zero but something for people to keep their eye on so uh, what did Jay Powell say? Well, he talked about being nimble. Um, he said that the FMC was of a mind to hike in March, and a March hike would be the first rate hike since 2018. He also said there's a risk that the high inflation we're seeing will be prolonged. There's a risk that it will move even higher. And these things kind of led to a repricing of the short end. So before the press conference, we had four rate hikes priced in for the Fed in 2022. Afterwards, we were pricing in 4.3. So not quite pricing in five rate hikes, but getting you know up towards um, a high probability, a higher probability of five rate hikes. And some brokers are even going for for five rate uh, six rate hikes over the course of this year. So a hawkish um, Fed statement, always leaving the door open. For something for doves in there you know talking about data dependence and if you were a dove hoping for data dependence then i think it's gonna be difficult to get away from that first march hike but remember in april it's expected that that's when we start seeing the cpi number come back down again thanks to all the base effects through 
um, last year. So it could be that you know March and April are, are near the peak in inflation, and after that there will be a bit more wriggle room for the Fed to step away. One of the things people are talking about is, well, will the Fed step away to protect the stock market? And um, you know, it's always been a suspicion that the Fed is motivated by household wealth that's linked to um, stock prices, that they themselves own large stock holdings, that the stock market makes the front page of the papers and the, the news headlines, and that they're disproportionately um, swayed by big moves in equity markets, um, even if they're at what some people might think of already elevated levels. So the S&P is down 10% already this month. Um, I think one broker, I think it might be UBS, put out a note last night saying that actually you know, 10% fall in a rate hiking cycle is, is pretty typical. So it may be that stock markets have done enough. They look back at 1994, uh, 2004, both significant rate hiking cycles and point out that, you know, equities might well fall by the amount that they've already fallen in January. And that's, a you know, if you want a, an optimistic spin on this, um, more pessimistic one might be that, um, you know, this is only a month into it, whereas um, those cycles were, were a long uh, a lot longer than that and maybe you know we end up with lower equity bonds who knows anyway overnight asian equities are a lot lower uh, so about three percent lower and we've got a week open in europe as well the dollar is stronger it's up around one percent um with the euro especially weak so we're down at 112 to the euro um there I'm going to finish today by talking about Terry Pratchett. You all, all have heard of him, fantastic fantasy and science fiction writer. Um, he came up with something called the, the Vimes Boot Index. And the reason that's in the news this morning is that Terry Pratchett, who, who died, you know, I don't know when, a couple of years ago, I think, he authorised Jack Monroe to use the Vimes Boot Index as the name of a new price index, um, which is meant to document the the inflation rate that people on very low incomes face the idea that if you're on a very low income you can't take part in a, a multi buy deal you know you are buying individual items when you have the money to do that rather than doing big shop and uh, you know take advantage of um, discounts of scale being able to shop around uh, being able to get to a, the hypermarket with the best best deals and so um, the ONS the Office of National Statistics has taken her tweets about this on board as has Terry Pratchett's estate um, so the ONS has said that they will be looking at how they measure the consumer price index they say that they suspended some of the the ways of uh, measuring prices for poorer people in society during covid because they weren't able to do it they're going to restart that and also they're going to completely revamp how they look at the the cpi basket including measuring many many more items and transactions so almost measuring everything that goes through every till in supermarkets rather than sampling prices so uh, Monroe, Jack, Jack Monroe tweets under the name uh, Bootstrap Chef, I think, or Cook, I can't remember which, um, was pointing out the increase in rice gone up from 45p to a pound for half a kilogram. Um, no, sorry, it's gone up for 45p for a kilogram to a pound for half a kilogram. So a price rise of 344%. And basically saying that the value product ranges have shrunk. And we knew that happened during covid 
that supermarkets reduce their ranges dramatically um, to help with the supply disruptions. So this is all going on. She's working on a new price index um, and why Vimes uh, Boots Index? Well, this comes from the Sam Vimes Boots Theory of Social, Economic and Fairness from Monetary Pratchett's book. And I'm going to read out the quote and then we'll call it a day. The reason that the rich were so rich, Vimes reasoned, was because they managed to spend less money. Take Boots, for example. He earned $38 a month plus allowances. A really good pair of leather boots cost $50, but an affordable pair of boots, which were sort of okay for a season or two, and then leaked like hell when the cardboard gave out, cost about $10. Those were the kind of boots Vimes always bought and wore until the soles were so thin he could tell where he was in Ankh Mork more pork on a foggy night by the feel of the cobbles but the thing was that good boots lasted for years and years a man who could afford fifty dollars had a pair of boots that still be keeping his feet dry in 10 years time where a poor man who could only afford cheap boots would have spent a hundred dollars on boots in the same time and would still have wet feet so there you go uh ons taking this seriously it's getting a lot of traction um, and fits into what's going on overall with inflation that's coming through into grocery prices nowadays. Um, it started off being kind of durable goods stuff, used cars, but we have started to see grocery prices start to accelerate in price, and especially as uh, Monroe points out for lower income families. Okay, have good weeks. Bye.